I am joined today by a very special guest. I am joined by Steve Boyd. Steve, thank you very much for joining us on TopCon Talks Agriculture. Thank you for having me. Steve is the uh, one of the original generations. He's generation number two of Boyd Farms and, and everything that comes with. And, and Steve, kind of tell us about the early years and, and what farming is and, and what the operation looks like. Well, it's went a long ways from my dad involved in farming to um, basically they, they were just right uh, after the horses and the plows and, and then the tractors. And I remember when me and my brother plowed with OEM tractors, International M's and Super M's, and had, uh, I think they were th- three 14-inch plows, and you had a rope you tripped, and the plow went down, and then well, for camshaft on a wheel raised up, right. and if you got in the mud by... He was hung up, you know. Yeah. So, and so, and then it's obviously um, progressed. Your dad started the farm, and, and you said they had some livestock, and you did some hogs, um, and then you kind of got involved into it with your brother. And, and and where did it go from there? Well, my brother and I farmed with my dad until 1978. We both knew we wanted to get on our own. My dad was involved in a bad car wreck in 1971. We basically, me and my brother tried to make 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 ends meet and make it work you know and then in 78 we went on our own and um we both probably farmed i don't even know what maybe 800 to a thousand acres a piece rented ground right and uh then you know he went on his own i was on my own and then we we got involved with trucks or i did i liked I kind of liked the cash flow of trucks, so we yeah. ran run a lot of trucks, and then that grew into needing a, a dozer or a backhoe, and so we did that and got involved in the excavating business, and then then it just went on from there. And then as we did that back in the seventies, nineteen seventy four, I remember running a circuit with a pulling tractor and. And uh, we done pretty well. And then we kind of got out of the pulling thing for a lot of years. And the boys wanted to get back into it because they seen old times that we done it. And then in 1997, the fall of 97, we got back involved with tractor pulling and have been ever since. So now when we look at the the breadth of the operation of Boyd and Sons, there is the uh, agricultural side, the, the, the land that you guys farm. Uh, you guys have a Bobcat dealership now. Uh, you obviously are very involved in tractor pulling and, you, and your brand of Green Streak Racing. Um, but you also have a bit of a performance side where you guys do some engine building and, and offshoots of that industry. And then also the trucking company. So over the years, not only did your your own workload increase, but you have also been able to employ a lot of people in the Washington, Indiana area. Um, having a workforce underneath you like that grow and see it grow, what, what's that mean for a guy such as yourself who, who's born and raised here? And, and well, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I always try to tell people things that maybe would help them. But, you know, I, I always said that uh, you can do about anything you want to do with the Lord's help. And it'll be pretty tough if you don't have the Lord behind you. Right. So when you don't know whether how to do this or how to do that or whatever, you know, think about what the Lord would want you to do. And that's what my dad always preached to us too, was, you know, that's the most important. And, and, you know, the Lord's been good to me. I've made it work. Uh, 
we raised a lot of hogs back in the early days and got out of that, which I'm kind of glad I did. And then we, we need cash flow. So trucks make cash flow. Right. And then, uh, it kind of grew from there. I was fortunate enough to have really, really good employees. I'm not like a lot of people. I have, I have guys that's been here from 20 to 40 years that's wow. worked for me. And they says a lot about you as a boss though. Well, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> just, they're, you know, they don't only be your employees. They end up being your best friends. Right. And you're with them every day. Yeah. So that's probably a lot of the key to us being successful is having very good help. Yeah. And, and that's so crucial in any industry. But when you're running a, a business such as this, um, as we sit here today and you look back uh, over the last, we'll call it 40 years into the into the early 70s, um, you're. Jobs have probably kind of gone from being the the farm guy to maybe running the trucking company and letting one or two sons take some farming opportunities or, or vice versa. But where do you find yourself working the most these days in the operation? Well, you know what what happens is you you learn this and you learn that, and you're kind of a jack of all trades and a master of none. Right. But uh, but the key is uh, is to get good people. They know what they're doing. If you're going to hire someone for a certain job, you hire people that's the very best of that, right. at that. And that's what we've done. And I find my time mostly today just going around and checking on this or checking on that or somebody needs something, why, whatever. That's what we do. Right. And, and, you know, as we kind of got to tour the facility, um, we got to see Green Streak Racing, and obviously it's a, a desperate or a very strong passion of yours, and it definitely runs through the bloodlines in the family. Um, but is that, uh, that that's the fun that you have on the weekends, and it's definitely turned into more of just a, a fun and, and a getaway. It's it's a lot more encompassing than that. But what does uh, being part of the tractor pull community mean, and, and what's it done for you in your life? Well, it, it's created a... a a way for us to meet a lot of people that we wouldn't otherwise meet probably wouldn't meet you guys today because you grew to the size that we had need for things and that's where you you run on to people that uh in whatever line of work it is where they that that does things that you know i mean we know people we pulled tractors in europe and we know people from europe and right. we build engines for some people in europe and we you know we we just uh the tractor pulling thing has really let us know a lot of people right and you know, as you kind of look back on the years, um, tractor pulling, you know, we, we kind of went down through the tour there and you see that where you guys were and, and you know, Greg was telling us about new designs of engines and new, um, you know, pieces of equipment you can put onto the tractors that make them more powerful or make them pull farther. And, and they've created rules because of, of the modifications that you guys have been allowed to do, but you do it too well. That you've probably seen that across all the industries you work in, right? You know, trucking's changed a lot, but also agriculture has certainly changed. From yeah, you want to be the very best you can do at whatever you do. Right. It doesn't matter whether you're raising hogs and and trying to raise the very best pigs you can and get a, a really good litter of hogs, or whether you're raising corn and soybeans and get the most bushels you can get per acre, right. or whether you get down the track the furthest with the tractor, right. you know, or yeah. whatever you want to do. 
you want to do the very best you can do at it. Right. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I definitely getting a feeling that efficiency is big on this, right? And so having said that, I guess, what does precision egg mean for your farming operation? And <laughs> well, how has it helped? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's unbelievable what you can do today. The problem has been in agriculture the the technology has outsurpassed the means of income to pay for it. Right. If it wasn't for trucks, we wouldn't have near the fancy equipment we have right. to farm with. Yeah. Hopefully, these prices today is almost double in price, the grain prices, and that's where it needs to be in order for it to stand on its own. Right. Uh, whether it'll stay there or not, I don't know. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, we check the weather and the commodities every day, right? Well, and it's just like, you you know, in your line of work, uh, uh, far as, uh, Topcon, why, you know, we, we set a laser up and we have to make slopes from here to there. Yeah. And it used to be you had to drive stakes and, right. and, you know, do that. But today with a laser or GPS, it's, it's, uh, you know, Topcon makes stuff to do about anything you want to do. Yeah. Between both our, between both our industries and construction and agriculture, we certainly do cover a, a lot of things. And our mission is to hopefully help you make your farm more efficient, right? Yeah. Well, I ordered, I ordered, I trade dozers or excavators about every year or every other year. Not that I need to. I don't put that many hours on them, but I just like them. I like new ones and, right. and I can do it. So I do it, but, I ordered a new dozer and excavator. My and my new my new dozer or new excavator has uh, Topcon where you you can dig a ditch and yeah. and put it on grade and uh, it'll automatically stop you so you don't dig too deep or right. this that just blows my mind. I've not used it yet, so I'm getting one. Yeah. This summer, right, and uh, that's going to be interesting to me because I never could do that. Or right. somebody has to hold a stick, you know. Yep, yeah, get the transit out, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. And you know, I think as we go down this, you know, we're we're only going to see more advancements in all of this stuff in every industry, right? We're going to get into autonomy farming, where you know we might be able to have a couple tractors driving out in a field planting for us, so that we can continue doing other things like running a trucking business or, or yeah. making sure the fertilizers yeah. there, right? So. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Green Streak Racing and, and what it is and, and, and how it came to be what it is today. You know, you said you got well, back into it in 1997, we, we, right? we pulled tractors in the 70s and then we did again in the 90s and 2000 on up. But Forrest Lucas is a good friend of mine. And uh, we had uh, pulled, I suppose, Forrest and I got involved with each other in the 90s. And uh, I was uh, beating the bearings out. Of course, all that diesel stuff had to be homemade. and right. You just had to make the best stuff and get the best horsepower you could get. And, and I was beating the bearings out, the, the rod, rod or main bearings. And, and Forrest come over here and we got acquainted. Well, how that happened was he had engine oil that was like really good. And... Um, we was having problem and he told me we'd put bearings on them every run. Every time you went down the track, the bearings were wore out. And so you had to put bearings on them after every run. And he had me change the flow a little bit and put some synthetic 
stabilizer oil of his in it and run bearings for two or three years. And that's all we done. It's just so that that then that, that created us. We had a sponsorship with Forrest Lucas. He sponsors our tractors yeah. and he has ever since. Right. So he's been a great friend. Absolutely. And that was back in the 70s, right? No, that would have been in the 90s. Okay, that was in the 90s. And then, so, and then it's been steady ever since then. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys are doing, uh, you know, quite a few weekends throughout the course of the year through two different uh, racing associations, right? Yeah, mainly Lucas Oil Pro Pulling. We run the NTPA Grand National some, but, uh, um, yeah, it's about uh, probably we'll probably run twenty some hooks this year. Yeah, and that's so that would equate to about twenty nights worth of. Uh, yeah, uh, it's probably going to be, you know, hopefully you have several two day events, so you get two hooks, you know. Yeah. Um, so you're probably looking at at. Uh, 15 weekends, maybe 20. Right. She'll be gone. Yeah. And uh, that's why we like to travel nice stuff. And, Absolutely. You know, I didn't used to be able to do that. And yeah. I can now, so I enjoy doing it. Yeah. And you still get excited on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday when you're about to leave, getting ready to leave? Are you still got the same excitement as you did back in the 90s, getting ready to go? Yeah, probably yeah. pretty much. I, I broke my arm last the last time I run my tractor. and. That probably dampened me a little bit, you right. know, but I'll be 70 in November. So, you know, I, I still want to do it. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. Right. And so just a, a freak accident on the tractor or, or what happened? No, there? it was probably more our fault than anybody's. We didn't have things set up exactly the way they ought to be. And okay. the tractor got a little bit wild and that's what happened. Really? Yeah. And when we're, when we're down looking at those tractors, you guys run in a couple of different classes, right? Um, but the big ones, uh, the four four engines on the front, uh, tell us about that tractor and kind of give us some specs on it and what you've been able to do while, while driving well, it. Well, they have four engines and those engines in that class will have, that I'm in there, will probably have in the neighborhood of 25 to 2700 horsepower per engine. Uh, if we run in the unlimited class, we have screw blowers. That's a different kind of blower, make more power. And they'll have 3,500 to 4,000 a motor. So, uh, you know, it just takes, it, it's all combination. Anybody that pulls very much will tell you it, it isn't necessarily the guy at the most power wins. Right. If he does everything right, the most power win. Yeah. But sometimes you don't have everything right or the track won't take it or whatever but uh it's there's just a lot of combination to winning right and and what have like uh i guess what are your championships like you know that you guys went on a run there for a while where you were well we we ran the the diesel pro stock class for a lot of years 98 i never run the points in 98 but 99 i did to 2014 and I think we won uh, eight championships in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's competitive. Anybody can win. Right. But a lot of times we'd win the championship and our other tractor would be second. So right. we were happy about that too. But uh, then we won, Greg won the mod class with uh, the four engines uh, 
And we've won a lot of polls. We've just, it's been a fun thing. Yeah, no kidding. And so your family, you know, you, you kind of have been able to have your sons along for the ride for some of it. And now your grandson's starting to get involved. Um, but every weekend, like you said, you want to be sitting in the seat just as bad as they do. So how's that all work out? Well, we all want to win. Yeah. You know, we're, we're brothers, uh, uh, you know, father, son or whatever family, we're all family. But when it comes time to win, we want to beat each other just as bad as anybody. So right. It's just the way it is. It's just, it's just how it goes. Hey, so what does it, uh, I guess, what's it kind of mean to you? When, when you sit here and, and you see what you've been able to do over the last 40 years and, well, and know that Greg that's is kind a, of... That's the part that I, I really have enjoyed. I hope that the next 40 years for our children is they have an opportunity to do the same thing we do. Right. That's kind of scary. Yeah. But hopefully they do have, you know, yeah. hopefully. You never know. You can always look like it's bad but it can always turn out be a lot better than what you think right and now having your grandson come in and and i know that you have quite that you have a handful of grandchildren but it's got to be somewhat uh special to see you know the family name being passed on and and austin getting more and more involved in the daily operations of boyd and sons but then also the the green streak side of things And, and what's that mean to see that next generation you know, yeah, they, that's something that we just have to see what happens in the future. They may not want to pull tractors. You know, that's right. something you have to like to do. And, yeah. um, but you know, it'll probably be there if they want to do it. Right. Um, uh, just hopefully that they, they can get them opportunities. Austin, as well as, as I got another grandson, Andrew, that's, they're they're just very good workers and right. they understand where a dollar comes from and and they're pretty aggressive and I'm really happy i couldn't be happier that's the my dad always said you the best crop you ever raise is your children right yeah and, and from you know everything that uh we've been able to talk about and what I've learned about this operation is that your dad, your dad did do that. And, and you certainly have, and, and it's being just passed on. And, you know, like you said, whether they want to take up the opportunities that they're, they're going to make the best of it, but they certainly, I bet you they are probably eternally grateful for the opportunities that you've afforded them. Right. So well, I have a son, Mike too, that, uh, he, he does very well, very talented. And, and, uh, Andrew, they have run the pro stock tractors a lot. So right. they, they do a good job too. Right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was very enjoyable meeting up with you, seeing your operations, and, and I hope that maybe we can cross paths again, but thank you for your time. Well, thank you.